Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game Time Decisions. Are we having fun yet? Are we having fun yet? The World Cup continues. And uh, I am uh, about beaten down uh, right now. Six hours of pure torture. Look, I know that uh, getting waterboarded uh, must suck, uh, but honestly, I'd probably exchange getting waterboarded for the money back and uh, the uh, the time off my life that I'm definitely, like, there's no, there's no disputing this. Like, you know, I get worked up during these games often, uh, but there's no disputing that it does. It's not good for you. No. To get, you know, my heart's been beating extremely fast since like 10.15 this morning. And uh, it's still beating really, really fast. So I probably lost, I don't know, probably about six hours off my life, literally and figuratively. Not just- if it's six hours, let's say uh, let's say about five hours. I'm going to die five hours sooner than I was going to because of these stupid soccer games. Not just you. The Egypt, one of their coaches had a heart attack. Maradona went to the hospital. Yeah. The World Cup hurts everybody. The World Cup, yeah. It's like, think about it. The Egypt guy. Dead, dead bodies are turning up everywhere yeah. as well. Dead bodies yeah. in New York Giants uh, players' basements. Uh, there's a dead body in uh, the meat freezer at uh, the Atlanta Braves Stadium. We'll get to that a little bit uh, later on. In the walk-in? Make wow. You, make you think twice next time you uh, order a hot dog. Seriously? <laughs> oh, my God. Time decisions. There's been past years where I've really had a hard time where I couldn't pick a win with a Blue Jays game. And I've sort of avoided them. I don't want to jinx this because every time I pat myself on the back for real when I'm not just joking yeah. around, I curse myself. But they're starting to feel their trends. The Jays, the last 10 games, I'm probably like 8-2, 9-1 type like, thing. Remember like, when we had the party on Saturday? Like we lied about them, we them too them. as a dog against the Angels. Yeah. Like Starting to feel the Jays now. Starting to see what they're going to do. I like it. Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Want a chance to win two tickets to a 2018 World Series game? Go to DailyRoto.com slash DKMS. There you'll find a link to a free DFS baseball contest every day. The contests are sponsored by DKMS, and they're looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. Find out how you can help and play in free DFS contests with a shot at winning two tickets to a 2018 World Series game. Go to DailyRoto.com slash DKMS. That's DailyRoto.com slash DKMS. The sharpest fantasy sports minds are now available 24-7 straight from your mobile device. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app and listen live or on demand to the finest tips, strategies, and advice from your favorite fantasy personalities. It's free and available for both iOS and Android devices. Your life isn't slowing down, so why should your fantasy sports? Head to FNTSY.com radio and download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app today. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. What are we in the twilight zone? Feels that way. It's like deja vu all over again. I know. I don't know what the hell happened uh, there. I'm not moving. I'm not. Honestly, I'm. I don't know what the hell. Mysteries, buddy. Mysteries. Yeah, life, like life, the mystery meat. <laughs> life's mysteries. Oh, yeah, life's mysteries. I was just thinking too. I'm like, well, everything at least sounds good. Yeah, that's what I was. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, we're off to a, off to a good start on the show at least. <laughs> With the money, it's just hey, crystal clear. Yeah, at least yeah, at least we at least we're off and running, but uh, evidently not. Is it really going to be one of these days today? I hope not, man. Like I'm already at my I, breaking I, I point know, uh, I, here. I know. I'm already at my breaking point, and uh, right out of the gate, uh, we've got to get like, uh, you know. Well, as I was saying, I hate society, I hate the world, and uh, I hate the sport of soccer. <laughs> yeah, this uh, hate the sport of soccer. This injury time uh, BS. It's a, it, it, you, you talk about a Mexican soap opera. I don't know how many things are going down in injury time at the end of it. At the st- oh yeah, just another penalty kick awarded. You know, it just always happens at the end of the game. It feels like things are swinging that way. Lots of money's being bet, and uh, usually we're on the wrong side. Yeah, well, you know what? Every damn game, every damn game, there seems to be goals in, like, the last second or so. Yeah. The last, like, when you think, oh, no, it's improbable. No. No, they score at the end. And I got to be honest with you. I'm getting pretty freaking sick and tired of these penalty kicks every two seconds in this tournament. Like, seriously, the over-under for penalty kicks uh, was 9.5 for the entire tournament. Where are they at right I now? About 30? Like 22 or something? Yeah, it, feel, it feels like we're getting close uh, to I 30. I think there's been, like, 25 or 26 yeah. attempts, like, 24. Like, have been pretty much everyone makes them, except when we need them. Yeah. Well, you that's know, We needed Messi to make one earlier. He missed. And how about this one today? Buddy puts it off the crossbar, oh. and it hits the goalie of Switzerland's head yeah. and bounces in the net. You didn't believe Almost when I told you, I go, Marenzi, it hit the bar, and then I look, the guy's down, it hits the guy goaltender's head and reflects backwards into the net. That's how we lose the parlay with Brazil and Switzerland. <laughs> I only got a couple hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Like some guys are betting thousands on these things. I'm still... It's, no, it's, that it's, was it's eight, rattling. That was an $864 swing right there. Went from getting back eight hundred and sixty-four dollars to uh, to not getting back eight hundred and sixty-four dollars, and you know what? Like really sucked about that is Switzerland scoring. Like I was already resigned to losing. Like I already I, I already gave up. Like I was done. 
Like, the game was on. It was 1-1. I was yeah. like, whatever. Let's just yeah. do the show now. And Switzerland scores hey. in the 87th, 88th minute. Hey. It's like, oh, man. All right. We're going to get $864 back. Within, like, 30 seconds, there's a penalty kick. And then it's it's overturned because Buddy was offside. It was the correct call. That was the correct call. And then, literally, I actually told Cam right after that. I said, watch. They'll probably just get another penalty kick anyways right now. And then they did. True. They did. And you know what? The second call was kind of questionable. I'm not going to bitch about it. Buddy was running hard. He fell. He got tripped. There was a little bit of contact. The issue the issue that I have with soccer is when you're scoring 90% of the time on the penalty kick, the foul, you should be almost killing a guy. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna call if you're gonna call these things all the time and it goes to a penalty kick, these guys are professional soccer players. The goalie can guess right once in a while, once or twice, but you know, Gabe, it's gonna go in the net. They're gonna score the majority of the time. So you know what? You're on the losing end. So a tic tac call, it's just a bunch of BS. It is. It should be equivalent to if you're gonna score 85, 90 percent of the time, it should be a foul where the guy had a legitimate scoring chance, as we talk about, not just dicking yeah. around with the ball in the box. Yeah. That's the thing about soccer. It's an extreme. Like, you think about pass interference in football to the one? This is worse. It's worse. Well, you figure with the with the review that it would actually be better. That, it, you know, if somebody dove. Now, there's yeah. been a couple instances. Neymar, yeah, the dive with Neymar yeah, earlier not, on. Not many, but there's been a couple instances where the video replay has gotten things right. Like a good example is today, without the video replay, there probably would have been a penalty kick for Costa Rica. Now, we can't really even fully bitch about this Switzerland game. They sucked. They sucked. Costa Rica was all freaking over them. Costa Rica were the better side. Uh, yeah, we lost yeah. off a crossbar and the ball bounced off the stupid dude's head. Like, you can't make this up. Not even to mention Germany losing to South so Korea. Korea. Exactly. So Germany loses to South Korea. Germany were the co-favorite to win the tournament along with Brazil. Brazil took care of their business, and uh, Brazil gets through. Hell, even Argentina, we were all stressed about Argentina. I'm going to tell you, not in a million freaking years did I expect the Germans not to advance and not to be able to beat uh, Korea. Like, you know. I'm not not sure they would have been able to beat North Korea. No. The the, the German losses over the years have really hurt them, and i got to give the Koreans a lot of respect. Even when Germany had some chances early, there was guys sticking to them like glue. They played a really, really solid game, Gabe. you got to admit, a lot of the German headers were over the net, but let's give South Korea a lot of respect. They showed up for the game. They worked their asses off. And uh, you know what? You called Peru the other day. You called Peru the other day, and uh, Peru had nothing to play for. They showed up, and they won. And, you know, when you're in the World Cup, you still have something to play for. Peru hadn't won a uh, World Cup game in like 30 years or 32 years or something. Yep. They were ecstatic to get the win. Pride. Pride. Uh, you know, you go down the list. South Korea. They were celebrating like it was they. they yeah, they, South they Korea played. The world. South Korea was playing for nothing but pride today. Boom. You know, they beat Germany. They dug down deep and, you know, they played as, as, as hard as they could possibly play. Costa Rica, Costa Rica today. Against Switzerland. They worked their ass off. Could have rolled over. Yep. Could have rolled over Costa Rica. They didn't. And uh, they get a draw. That's the theme. So I don't know if that continues uh, tomorrow, but uh, I don't know if I want to watch soccer like ever again. I'm out. <laughs> you're, ta- you're tapping. You're na- you know you're not tapping. Out. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Tomorrow, whatever. I'm gonna take it easy. I'm gonna take it very easy tomorrow. Yeah. There's no more. There's no more big plays. Well, there, I'll yeah. learn my lesson about. Well, let me put uh, another 1100 down on this. Yeah. 
And uh, I've Car- already bet Japan at plus 162 to beat Poland, but now if it's Poland's in that exact that, example, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Poland has been the biggest dog in the tournament so far. They've looked like crap, and now they're plus 190. So what are you going to do in that situation? Everything's a plus. Japan's plus 162. Draw plus 230. Poland plus 190. I don't know. Now, now this Senegal-Colombia game doesn't even mean shit, Gabe. It's done, right? We don't have it attached to anything. So, I guess you can bet it individually. No, you're single, man. We're not attached to anything. Uh, to anything. <laughs> Let's call some hookers, all right? Because there's no... At this point, it doesn't matter. We're not letting anybody down. Nobody cares. No this money. is there's, rock there's bottom. No, there's no money for hookers, Gabe. No, you're right. No, you're right. I, I hate I, to tell you, escorts cost money. Not in this city. <laughs> You know, maybe if we were in, like... Yeah, Costa Rica? No, no, it's not cheap. <laughs> like, maybe if we were in, like, I don't know, like Dayton or something. Oh, yeah. Not to pick on Dayton all the time. We use Dayton like, as our I, example. I like Dayton. Yeah, I like the Flyers, too. I, I like Dayton. Um, yeah, like, if we were Dayton or something, a hooker Dayton is probably, like, I don't know. Pretty cheap? I'm assuming. Yeah, I, me too. I'm, I'm thinking at the low end of the scale, for sure. Yeah, you're right. You wouldn't have to open up your wallet too too big. Just a little little squeeze. After all this, we can't afford, like, a uh, truck truck stop aid. Buddy, we can't afford craft dinner the way things are going. We're, we're at zeros right now. But, you know, life moves on. The good news is we're sending in invoices at the end of the week. There's uh, Is Don on there. the phone? Don. That's what I need. I need a Casey Kasem. I need to hear Casey Kasem <laughs> yelling at people right now. You know what? I guess uh, we really shouldn't be surprised, Cam. Because the fact that, well, not just because, whatever, we're losers and uh, there's a black cloud that follows us. What about the horse? Well, that's gone. The horse, yeah. So the horse, yeah, he's ready. Right, racing. Yeah, now it's done. Like, this is, this is the end of, it's over. Not quite. Not quite. Oh, you, <laughs> there's so still bankruptcy there, 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 proceedings. Oh, sorry. There's a tail? <laughs> Can we salvage the tail? I don't know, dude. We have $41 really? on Uruguay to win the World Cup at 25 to 1. Go Uruguay. That's our last. Like, Gotta be honest with you. Like that's the. Imagine they do. That would be amazing. Imagine they do. We can't get Germany through. Oh, a I damn know, group. I know, but that's that's the irony. Maybe Uruguay could actually win. The crazy long shot comes through instead of the sure thing. I don't know what to tell you. No, I thought you had some sort of magical word. Yeah, I, I'm, trying to stay po- I'm trying to stay positive, but I can't see a ray of I was too, but us getting uh, us the little speed bump off the top of the show didn't... Uh, that didn't help much, no. no. I don't know. It was a random uh, random um, system drop too. Yeah. Not a uh, not an internet uh, situation. Expecting storms in the area, but uh, we'll, we'll, hopefully everything will be clean. Yeah, the storms clean. have nothing to do with it. Nothing? No. Not when it's really, really I feel, bad. I feel that that drop was like everything else in our lives. Not our fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bart Simpson. I didn't do it. <laughs> and look, it's the I didn't do it, kid. That's right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do it. <laughs> so, as I was saying, we shouldn't be surprised because, uh, Cam, in 1998... France won the World Cup. Yep. In 2002, in the next World Cup, they were eliminated in the group stage. In 2006, Italy won the World Cup. In 2010, they were eliminated in the group stage. That's what Buddy said, the announcer, the curse of the champion prior. In 2010, Spain won the World Cup. In 2014, 
Spain were eliminated from the group stage. 2014, Germany won the World Cup. 2018, Germany eliminated from group stage. Wow, that's a big pattern there. You talk about trends. And we're going to sit here and say we're shocked. Still am shocked. Germany, like, getting knocked out, the Germans, it's shocking, especially in their group. I nearly threw the TV off the balcony. I, 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 yeah, well, it was, it was kicking out the other day, but it, no, get it this. seems to be working no, no, quite well now. No, it worked, it worked this morning. Well, it took me about 20 minutes to get it on. Oh. It worked. It actually died with about five minutes left in the Germany game. I had audio only. It was all lines. So I, I actually lost all that money. Oh, audio no. only it was oh. South Korea scoring. I didn't actually see it. Wow. And then I got the TV going again. I believe that uh, Sonny Vega has uh, smashed. I think he broke a TV today. Did he really? After the Germany game. Oh, and as uh, Drusilla uh, tweeted, it's amazing. South Korea beats Germany, knocks them out of the tournament, costs us all our money. Now we're going to give the South Koreans money when we have to buy new TVs. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. We're on the highway to hell. The road to hell was paid with good intentions. It was. Highway to hell. Crusty the clown. We don't have. A, we don't have a Stradivarius to sell either. <laughs> you got any old guitars that we can pawn? Something that's autographed? Yeah, I got a couple of guitars. Yeah, but those are your guitars. I was talking about like maybe one you got at an auction a long time ago that you really don't care about as much. With a big signature on it that we can get for. A so what are, you, what are you saying? If anyone's tuning in that has some spare uh, spare money, you can use it. Sure can. <laughs> it's the end of the month too. Rent's coming. Right. Uh oh, bad timing for the World Cup. I was really freaking out about the Switzerland stuff. Cam was moderately all right. But the Cam's like, well, I have a parlay with this in Brazil. <laughs> Switzerland scores. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just and that. then, boom, the cost. I get the same thing as you. I get punched then, in then, the nuts. Like, well. well, conflict diamond, we're done. Yeah. That's that. And you told me we got $25 worth on the tail with Uruguay. So. Yeah, there's, we're, we're yeah, hanging we're, on. Yeah, yeah, like, basically, just, at this point, you know. Uruguay's not going to win, but at uh, 25 to 1, maybe they can go on a little run and we can hedge out. Or that would be perfect. All right. Do we have Mark Lawrence? Uh, let's talk some. Uh, let's talk some Big, Big Ten. Ten football. Hearing Mark Lawrence's voice always cheers yeah, me I up. I agree a hundred percent. Mark Lawrence, can you cheer us up, Mark? I'm going to do my very best, guys. You can count on that. That's for sure. Man, are you watching uh, this World Cup, Mark? It's it's pure uh, torture from a gambling standpoint. Like anybody that says soccer is boring oh, has evidently nuts. never bet like thousands <laughs> of dollars on a game. <laughs> 
I love the World Cup. I mean, just watching it, uh, you know, it, I'm, a, I'm a once every four year kind of a guy. I don't really follow soccer, but uh, I've got a guy that breathes it and eats it and sleeps it, and he's handicapping soccer for me, so we're having a pretty good time right now. Well, you did have Mexico, uh, Mark. I imagine at 100 plus is one of your uh, pooches entering the tournament. We read in the news newsletter, so they're moving on. At least that's good news for you. Yeah, that was good news with uh, Germany choking out like they did uh, today. That was uh, unbelievable. <laughs> good for uh, Mako and uh, good for Croatia if you have Croatia as well. So both of them advance uh, into the knockout round. You know, it's amazing. So Germany. It is shocking, but it isn't shocking. I just I just went over the facts here, Mark. It's unbelievable. Uh, the trends. Um, every uh, if you look back, the um, the defending World Cup champions keep getting eliminated uh, in the group stage now all the time. Yeah, it's kind of wild, and uh, you know this it's like is the, the defending first... champ. You never go yeah, back the, to back type thing. Yeah, the defending is almost like the college baseball World Series, the same similar scenario, and this is the first time ever Germany. Uh, when they played in a World Cup, has lost in the opening round. It's uh, kind of wild, unbelievable. Yeah, 98 France, and then in 02 they were eliminated. 06 Italy wins, 2010 they're eliminated. 2010 Spain wins, 2014 Spain's eliminated. 2014 Germany wins, 2018 Germany's eliminated. Uh, and what does it tell you? What does it tell you, Gabe? It tells you teams don't come back as hungry, you know, when they've got that brass ring when they've when they've made it. It's just not as and they're targeted also. And was there not a player in Germany who was supposed to be in this roster that the coach opted not to put on the roster that everybody liked and uh kind of tore some uh cohesion to the team, just uh, tore them apart? Uh, there's I think there's gonna be a big ongoing story about this coming out. Yeah, look at you, Mark. You're dropping yeah, yeah. Uh, some inside uh, Bundesliga action yeah. Uh, here. Yeah, you're talking about uh, Leroy Sané. Leroy okay. Sané, he plays for uh, Manchester City. Uh, very good. And Germany Germany looked old. Sané's yeah. a young guy. Germany couldn't put the ball in the net. Sané's a oh. goal scorer. And you're right, he was left off the team because of the coach. And the coach basically just doesn't like him. And also, he didn't play in the Confederations Cup last summer which is sort of like the the rehearsal for the world cup he didn't play and they held it against him yet there were a lot of people in the federation that were like listen i know it pissed you off that he didn't play your old school you know you don't play once in one lead up you can't play they said it's kind of a crazy idea not to do this and then the other thought was sane wasn't going to start that was like a given because it's there's a pecking order type thing so he wasn't going to start and they thought that he would be um, disgruntled and have attitude. And not do anything. That he wasn't a team bench. enough yeah. guy that he wouldn't have just been, okay, I'm happy with playing when I play. So they left him off the, the, the squad. But as you state, Mark, there's going to be hell to pay for this. And even though Lowe, uh, Joakim Lowe, is a, uh, is, is a legend there and very, very successful, I don't see how he gets through this. Yeah. I think he's going to get fired. One thing is, too, we always, you know, people fall back on the last champions. A lot, lot of stuff can happen in between four years. <laughs> yeah, Germany lost a lot of players. Yeah, Germany lost well, players. They looked a great yeah. point that you bring up. And they were older. Yes. They were, they had, they all their good guys, guys are older now. Exactly. And one of their best young guys, Boletang, didn't play uh, yeah. today as well because of uh, because he was carded. All right, let's jump into the Big Ten. Let's look uh, towards the future right yes. now. And let's start off with the first team in Mark Lawrence's uh, Playbook uh, Big Ten uh, preview. Get uh, Check it out, playbook.com, uh, available on the new Standard Magazine uh, form near you as well 
And I, I, I kind of got excited, uh, Mark, reading about uh, Lovey Smith's uh, football team coming into this year with um, eight uh, returning starters on both sides of the football. Four out of the uh, four out of the five offensive linemen returning. An upbeat, fast-paced, up-tempo offense. They want to really, really play fast of football. Uh, old school West Virginia, Rich Rodriguez. Let's spread it out fast, fast, fast. Chip Kelly style as well. You know, there's a lot to like about uh, this program. And then I see their win total at three and a half. And then I look at the schedule. And I'm like, <laughs> and like I was so gung ho. I'm like, oh man, they can win four games. And then I looked over it a couple of times, Mark, and I'm like, yeah, they can win three games. <laughs> Well, you know, you know they're going to be improved, first of all, as you mentioned here. And what Lovey Smith has done here out of necessity is played a ton of kids. He played uh, a ton of freshmen last year. He played a ton of freshmen two years ago. All those pimple-faced players now have experienced, and they're bringing this Rod Smith, as you mentioned here, this offensive coordinator under Rich Rodriguez to run this offense here. I think this football program is going to pull an upset or two here this football season here. And finding those wins doesn't look easy on this schedule here. But you know something? Uh, who's to say that they can't take out South Florida uh, when they play South Florida in Illinois? If they do that, this football team could get their first three wins in their first three games of the season. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mark, uh, Indiana, we know uh, this Hoosier offense, it can score, but uh, lots of good things happening on the defensive side of the ball. The most improved team nationally in total defense, almost 170 yards per game. And, uh, this is great, too, giving up 11 less points per game. And they talk about this guy, Tom Allen. Great great notes in your playbook, Mark. Uh, teams associated with Tom Allen, he's the defensive guy. 227 wins, 76 losses for a winning percentage of over 75%. That's a good recipe for the Hoosiers and their win total, 5.5. Do you think we can get there? I think we get there with this play. This is a football team I really like this season. Here. One, I like the coaches, you could tell. Uh, number two, again, another football team that's played a lot of young talent that's ready to blossom and bloom here. Last year, Peyton Ramsey was their quarterback. He made the Big Ten all-freshman team, first team as a quarterback last year. And then they're bringing Brandon Dawkins in from Arizona. He started the first game for the Wildcats last year. He transfers in. So he's got uh, he, he got a little bit of a push in him as well. So a lot going on at Indiana here right now. They're playing some pretty good defense. The offense is igniting as well. I think this team gets over their win total. I have to lead uh, with the over with the Hoosers uh, as well. Looking at uh, Iowa, a lot of defections I hear with uh, with Iowa. I don't know what it is, man. Though Iowa always seem to have an easy schedule. Like it, uh, <laughs> I look at their schedule again. Yeah, they play their tough games at home all the time. It seems. I see their 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 win totals at seven and a half this year, but you see some regression uh, in the air tonight um, for the Iowa Hawkeyes in the cornfields. I do, Gabe, here. You take a look at this football program here. First of all, they've got a lot of uh, Andy Reid-like stuff inside of them where they win games inside out with the stats. They've won 16 games the last two years, yet they've been out-yarded 27 yards a game in the process. That's never good when you win games with smoke and mirrors. Now they lose a ton of players. A couple of players went early into the NFL. They have 11 starters gone, 14 players from the two deep are gone here. Uh, I just see this thing going backwards for this football program here. Even when they were good, when they were winning, when they were in the hunt for the national championship, uh, they weren't all that impressive. I'm talking about the 2015 football season here. They just didn't do it as impressively as they should have. In that undefeated season, they only won the yards, 40 yards a game net 
in the stats. So I think this team goes backwards this year. I'm going to play them under the total. All right, so they're seven and a half. But one thing is, I look at their schedule, no Michigan Wolverines, no Michigan State Spartans, no Ohio State Buckeyes. That's what I'm saying. Like they, uh, so, they're hard, so Wisconsin? Are you really playing in the no. Big Ten? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's frustrating. Are you really like, and I look at my yeah. Michigan Wolverines. Oh, murder oh of course, we have Ohio State. We have uh, Wisconsin. We have Penn State. We have Michigan. Like, it's an imbalanced schedule in, in the Big Ten, and it's a, it's a yearly basis. I'm getting pretty sick of it, to be honest with you. Um, now I know how those SEC fans feel with <laughs> the, the SEC East and West, uh, but it's a joke. So you're right. I don't see this football team as an eight-win football team. But as I just stated, Mark, no Sparty, no Wolverine, no Buckeye on the schedule. Well, if you're going to cash that ticket, you're going to have to rely on the likes of Illinois taking them out late in the season at home in Champaign. Maybe in Iowa State in week two, knocking them off. In Iowa State, I think they're a better football team in Iowa this year. They are, and and that game might be close to a pick them. Uh, but when they do play that football game, you've got Purdue. They've got to go to uh, Purdue after being at Penn State. So tough road tracks, Penn State and Purdue for this football team. Northwestern, uh, we're going to talk about them in a bit here. If their quarterback's healthier, they can take Iowa out as well. So uh, like you say, the big boys aren't anywhere to be seen, but I still think this football team stumbles this year. Mark, the Terrapins got a lot of issues as well, losing D.J. Moore to the NFL. And I remember you you watched Maryland. They used to be able to score, but their offense was absolutely brutal. They hire Matt Canada from LSU. Maybe he's going to ignite the offense there, but their defensive line too. No pressure on the quarterback, only 16 sacks in 12 games. I look at the Terps. uh, This team's got a lot of problems and uh, for making money too. uh, Not good against the numbers either. No, they haven't been, and uh, I don't know if this hire of Matt Canada is going to do this team any good at all either. He's a vagabond. I mean, this is a sixth team that he's been with. <laughs> Eight years. Take, take, take it easy on Canada here, right, Mark. Uh, we have a lot of Canadian listeners. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being as easy as I can, okay? No, I know. Well, I was going to say, I thought the same thing when I saw the hire. I'm like, oh, yeah, because he really, really, really uh, lit up that LSU offensive playbook, didn't he, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did a lot for them, that's for sure. Uh, so, But anyway, it's out of necessity. They're doing this because of that. And, uh, you know, he loses D.J. Moore, as Cam mentions here. That's a big, big hole to fill. I think he's going to be a big cog in the National Football League here. I just have to see what happens here with uh, with this football program here. I don't know if they're going to go up or down, but uh, I don't see a whole lot of promise to this team. I know they've done a pretty good job since D.J. Durkin's taken over for the program here. But uh, the bottom line here, they have 10 wins in two years, and five wins this football season would be probably just about what they'll get. Yeah, well, the win total is four and a half, and I'm yeah. looking at their schedule, and it's not uh, it's not an easy one. It's uh, it's not an easy one. They open up uh, with Texas. Done. Texas is beating them. Um, they go to Bowling Green. Yeah, it's a battle. <laughs> tough, tough game. <laughs> yeah, they they should win that one. <laughs> Temple at Maryland. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's just be nice and give them give them the win. We'll be nice and give them the win. So that that gives them two wins. Minnesota at Maryland. What do you think of that, Mark? Minnesota, Maryland. I think between Temple and Minnesota, they're going to only win one of those two football games. All right. So let's put them at two wins. Maryland, Michigan, loss. Rutgers at Maryland. Okay. Maybe they can. Rutgers, I don't know. Rutgers, Rutgers is on improve. the upswing. We'll get to Rutgers, I, I, yeah. I think I go with Rutgers. Let's put them at three. Maryland and Iowa. I don't think they win that game. Illinois. Yeah. They end. It's tough. Yeah. That's Michigan State. At Indiana, Ohio State, Ugh. and Penn State. Murderers roll. So if they're going to get there, they're going to have to get to five before they get uh, to the final, you know. Until they get before they get to November, exactly right. 
Yeah, which could be tough. Okay, which leads us into... Uh, Your Michigan Wolverines, friend. And uh, you know what, Mark? Last year it was interesting because, you know, Harbaugh's such a media guy, and the, the media and the public love media guys until they don't. And then they love tearing apart these guys. So there's no secret, right, that Jim Harbaugh comes in. He's a lot of attention. He's extremely highly paid. He makes more money than Saban does, uh, actually. And, you know, there's the trips to Italy and all this other stuff. Yet the fact of the matter is they're one and four uh, against Ohio State and, uh, and Michigan State. And as we know, that's just not good enough in Ann Arbor, even if your last name is Harbaugh. But without being stated, when everybody was really negative and down on the team and, oh, Harbaugh's a big bust and Michigan suck and all this other stuff, you and I were both aware, Mark, that last year was going to be tough. You know, we were throwing a bunch of kids, um, you know, in with the seniors, essentially. You know, it was like little brothers playing against the big boys. And I like what you said. You know, these Wolverines, um, their their teeth are a little sharper this year. And this is this is a loaded football team right now on both sides of the football. And they've always had great blue-chip talent since Harbaugh's been there, at least in years two and three. But um, they never had that quarterback. Now they have that quarterback with Patterson. A lot of people believe Michigan are legitimate national championship contenders. Are you one of them, Mark? I am. The problem being that while I think the Big Ten will be the strongest conference of all the FBS programs, uh, schools this year, the problem is these teams are going to chew each other alive. There's 16 teams that could win this conference. If they end up beating each other, knocking each other off, it could end up being a demise for them and cost them a spot in a college football playoffs, Michigan being one of those six teams. And I think the addition of Shea Patterson is going to be huge for this football program here. I'm a little bit concerned about the offensive line. They've only got 54 career starts, the offensive linemen do, so they're a little bit thin there that way. But, as you say, they sharpen their teeth up by playing all those underclassmen for almost half their starts last year, and I think that will end up voting well for Michigan here. They're one of the players in the mix in the Big Ten for sure this year. The thing that concerns me the most about the Michigan Wolverines is the schedule. It's an absolute killer. It just is. I mean, there's no, you know, man, I'm glad that Michigan's playing Notre Dame again. It's a great rivalry. And we've had some great, great games on these opening Saturday nights over the years. But it's it's a dangerous game. I mean, we already play a killer Big Ten schedule. I'd rather, honestly, just play a couple of patsies to open the season. So Michigan and Notre Dame, not an easy game. Western Michigan, Michigan, all right, they'll, they'll get it. SMU at Michigan, I know yeah. SMU. Uh, you know, some people like uh, smooth this year a bit, but Michigan's going to get it. Then it just, then it starts, man. Nebraska at Michigan, Michigan at Northwestern, Maryland at Michigan, Wisconsin, Michigan. How about, how about this three week run guys? Wisconsin at Michigan, Michigan at Michigan state, Penn state at Michigan. Oh my God. It's tougher like than the AFC East. That's life in the Big Ten is what it is. It's, you know, <laughs> uh, everybody's going to have a tough schedule this year in the Big Ten because they're playing one another. And this is a question of, you know, who's avoiding those big boys and who doesn't have the string of those big games. You mentioned that tough three-game trek for Michigan. That will be their whole season, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Penn State, when they do that to uh, wrap up the month of October early into November. You said it, Brian. See, that's not right. If the Iowa Hawkeyes, like, something has to be addressed there. Because, look, you have all, like, Ohio State is plus 140 to win the division. Wisconsin, 4-1. to one. Penn State, 4-1. to one. You're playing all these teams? That's crap. Yeah, meanwhile, Iowa, Iowa plays yeah. Illinois every exactly. week. Exactly. It's a joke. I think man. they play Illinois twice and Rutgers <laughs> twice. 
Uh, we'll continue our conversation uh, with Mark Lawrence down. on the other side. Playbook.com. We'll continue breaking down the uh, the Big Ten and uh, get a couple of uh, baseball tidbits on the way out as well. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Michigan Wolverines, man. Absolutely brutal. But one thing that we can say, if uh, you're a Big Ten football team and with this killer schedule, you can lose one game, you'll get into the playoffs. No Big Ten team with two losses have ever gotten in uh, to the postseason. Uh, But one loss uh, you will uh, get in. Uh, You can bet on uh, college uh, football over at mybookie.ag if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with the professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries. Try the prop builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups. Ditch the hassles of dealing with late scratches and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players you want without salary caps. If you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can elect an option to receive a 50% deposit uh, bonus. With a rollover requirement, no more dealing with late line of scratches, no experts to compete against, just you and a prop that you choose. Check out mybookie.ag, enter promo code FNTSY upon sign-up, and uh, you get a 50% sign-up bonus. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. All right, uh, Mark, so we talked about the Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's been chaos um, in East Lansing <laughs> over the last uh, year or so for a lot of disturbing reasons. Uh, but... As far as their football team is concerned. Now, I've always been waiting sort of for the, the shoe to come down. And, you know, I don't know what's going on there. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to accuse D'Antonio of anything, of covering anything up. Or, you know, he seems to kick players off the team off, and it is what it is. But I'll tell you what, they've got a stacked football team. Michigan have a stacked team, but so do the Michigan State Spartans this year, Mark. Spartans have the most experienced football team in the entire Big Ten this football season here, Gabe. Uh, you got to really like the makeup of this team. 19 returning starters back, 10 of them on offense this year. And if you take a look at all the FBS teams, they have the most returning starting production of any team inside the FBS. 239 starts, that's 84% of their football team have made starts last football season here. you got to like what they're doing here. They're another one of these teams that are going to end up being powerful inside the Big Ten Conference here and beating up on one another. But they do play Michigan and Ohio State this year. But fortunately for the Spartans, they get them at home. Their total is 8.5. That's a tough total. You know, a tough total and a tough conference here. But between Michigan and Ohio State, if they can win one of those two football games, they will get that total here. I think this football team could be end up being the surprise team in the conference here. Uh, there's a lot I like about the Michigan State Spartans. 
Mark, I like uh, the note you have about the, the Golden Gophers. Hey, a team that really, you said you said it sprung a leak, but when you talk about just betting from a points perspective, 13-1 ATS as a conference dog, a seven or more, so you give those Golden Gophers plenty of points. They're covering a lot of the time. 13-2, that is absolutely fantastic. Put a little money in your wallet. What do you think about Minnesota this year with P.J. Fleck? 13 and 2 is a great number, Cam, but it was 13 and 0 before PJ Fleck got there. He was 0 and 2. <laughs> he was 0 and 2 in that role last year, so that leak became tragic for that football team last year. He didn't inherit a lot there. I think he knows that, and he's got a rebuilding job at hand, and it's going to be, I think, a little bit more of the same here this football season. Here, uh, the, the, their mo is if they out yard you if they win the stats they win the game if they don't they don't every game last year for minnesota worked out just that way the games they won the yards they won the games they lost they didn't and that's going to end up having to be their mo that's pj flex mo too because if you look at his career 28 games in which he's won the stats his team is 27 and 1 you know, and it's 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 interesting because a lot of casual fans will think stats are skewed or the, yeah. the yards don't really matter and at times, I'll look at yards against and pass defenses, et cetera, and say, well, if this team's up all the time, if this team's up all the time, then they're going to give up some passing yeah. yards, et cetera. But the stats really do seem to be the key in this Big Ten conference. Uh, Mark just mentioned it, uh, as well as uh, to, to just rewind for a second. You look at the Michigan Wolverines, too. Um, Harbaugh, he's 35-4. and four. The winner... Whoever the, wins the stat battle is 35 and four in Harbaugh's 39 games with the Michigan Wolverines. So obviously, you know, you, you see the same similar situation uh, with the Minnesota Golden Gophers as well. Let me just rattle off all the Big Ten uh, totals, and we'll keep on going through the teams. Ohio State's ten and a half, Wisconsin's ten, Penn State nine and a half, Michigan State eight and a half, Michigan eight and a half, Northwestern seven and a half. Iowa, seven and a half. Gophers, six. Huskers, Nebraska, five and a half. Man, not often you see a five, five and a half, half next half to Nebraska's Nebraska. name. Uh, Indiana, five and a half. Purdue, five. Maryland, four and a half. Rutgers, four. Illinois, three and a half. And uh, now we're on to the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, Mark, your take on the Huskers coming into the year. Great hire bringing Scott Frost back to the program unquestionably. It's going to take them a little while here, though. They're going to take on the toughest schedule of all the Big Ten teams. Nine opponents were in bowl games last year. All five of their road contests all against bowl teams last year. So uh, that between that and a new playbook for this football program here, that's why this total's a little bit low. I know uh, Cam commented on that small total for Nebraska here, but they've got a tough road to hoe. But uh, I'd be surprised if they don't win six games and go bowling this season. That was me, Mark. <laughs> Go ahead, Ken. Well played, Moretzi. Uh, Mark, Northwestern, you don't really, I just looking at coming off their second 10-win season, it's like you think about the big boys in Northwestern, they seem to be there. Clayton Thorson, he's coming back. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald, Cam's a he's great, a great coach. Uh, is Pat he's Pat Fitzgerald, just, yeah, he, yeah. Well, I want to Mark a damn good coach. They man. always seem to know it. He gets the best out of his guys, Mark. And one, one thing is, never count out the Northwestern Wildcats. They're one of, very, very well coached, good kids. Don't take stupid penalties. It's just their team, and they always show up in big games. 
the most under-the-radar team in the Big Ten Conference, hands down. They've won 27 games the last three years, and nobody gives this football program any notoriety at all. And I think it's all summed up by the fact that with Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern, he's never had a player that was drafted in the first three rounds of the NFL draft. So he's getting by with mediocre talent. It's all about coaching, and it's all about Pat Fitzgerald. Man, I feel old because I remember him when he was a linebacker. Yeah, he's a player. A damn good one. He strikes me as the type of guy that would be a good NFL coach. You know, like there's some, co- there's some college coaches, Mark, you know what I mean? Like that it doesn't translate. Like Saban's the best college coach, but he coaches through fear and intimidation, right? And legendary, and he's a bully, et cetera. Urban Meyer wouldn't work. Urban Meyer runs a spread offense, and, you know, there's certain guys that are college guys, and Urban Meyer is just, he's the prototypical, like, Calipari of college football or whatever, but... Fitzgerald's just sort of a nuts and bolts football guy that can relate to football players. I think he'd be good, a good pro coach, actually. I agree 100% with that. He brings the best out of his players. We see that at Northwestern, and we could also see it on the NFL level as well. Well, you got Ohio State next, buddy. The, the Gabe's hated Buckeyes and Urban Meyer. We just talked about him. What about uh, Ohio State, Mark? I know the wins total very, very high. I'll tell you about Ohio State. They're good. <laughs> they're very they're good. good. Again, they're yeah, they're buck thirty-seven. There's to the win breakdown the big, of Ohio State. Ohio Some State. of the pitches are good. Damn good. And plus one thirty-seven to win. They're the favorites to win the Big Ten, Mark. Uh, what can you say about the Buckeyes other than uh, what a program? Yeah, what a program, what a coach, Urban Meyer. I mean, he may cheat his ass off, but he wins football games. <laughs> hey, he ain't cheating unless you're trying. Yeah, he right, might recruit buddy? killers, but yeah, he has, does he ever win football? He's a number. winner. He's a, he is a winner. <laughs> They're the number three team in Vegas right now to make the college football playoffs, just slightly behind Clemson. And uh, it's all, you know, they're going to be good this year because, number one, he recruits. Number two, he's got the two best running backs in the conference. Maybe, maybe not the two best, but the best combination in Dobbins and Weber. They've each rushed for over 1,000 yards uh, each season that they've played. So uh, same old, same old for Ohio State here. They're going to end up being the team to beat, and they've got this cushy, soft schedule once again here. Uh, they're going to play back-to-back games only one time this year at Maryland to end the season here. Uh, that's rare for the schedule that they've had because this is only going to be the third time in four years that Meyer's going to do just that. He's always had soft schedules. Won't be completely soft this year because of the competition inside the Big Ten Conference here, but he is the team to beat. Well, that's exactly right. That's what I'm talking about. We open up. Uh, we open up at Notre Dame. They open up hosting Oregon State. Though <laughs> they can win that game by like 70 points. <laughs> they do play TCU. Yeah. Uh, still, they'll win. Yeah. They'll, yeah they'll, no they'll, shit. They'll TCU. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's crazy? They lose JT Barrett. I think the new guy's even better, to be honest. Well, there's a lot I, of people that didn't like Barrett. You know that. Uh, you know, I was thought- one of them. Yeah, well, I'm kind of like that with Malik Rozier down here at Miami with the Hurricanes. I don't think much of him either, but uh, he did win with Barrett when he was there, but you know, he didn't go anywhere in the National Football League draft, and we won't be seeing him on Sundays anytime soon. All right, Penn State, speaking of good coaches, Ooh, James yeah, Franklin. Very good. Very uh, good. James Franklin's been getting it done there um, in Happy Valley. Of course, they lose you know, the most dynamic player in the conference from last year and maybe the most dynamic player and could win NFL Rookie of the Year in Saquon Barkley, but their quarterback is back. Uh, They do have uh, seven other returning starters on the offensive side of the football besides their quarterback. All five returning offensive linemen. The defense is rebuilding a little bit uh, here, but 
Uh, most most college football experts, Mark, you know, don't expect a massive regression from Penn State just because Barkley's gone. Well, they don't because of the job that they've done. They led the country in scoring margin last year, scoring differential. Uh, you can't refute that. And if you take a look at this football team, they've won 20 in the last 23 games. All they just keep doing is winning football games. But here's what I don't like about Penn State here. Last year they were plus 12 in net turnovers. That was the best in the Big Ten Conference last year. And you guys know that what goes up comes back the other way as far as turnovers are usually concerned. If they don't uh, equate 12 turnovers this year, it'll end up being going backwards for Penn State. And the stat that really impressed me was the fact that in their 780 minutes they played last year, they trailed only 37 minutes. That's unbelievable. I mean, you know, they put the pedal to the metal early on, and they just kept the pressure on every football game they played. My question is, what happens without Saquon Barkley if they don't take the lead in these football games? Will they be able to play from behind? Mark Purdue, Jeff Brom did a great job there, improving on both sides of the ball. This team, an ATS machine, too, making money when you're betting on them. I expect uh, Purdue put a little money in your pocket. What do you think about the Boilermakers? It's a shame they're in the Big Ten because they're a team on the rise. Well, it's because of the coach, Jeff Brom. He's just one terrific uh, college football coach. He was one of the best hires of all of college football last year. They went from three wins to seven. But, you know, sometimes with that success, when you have losing programs that are perpetual losers and eventually win, it's very difficult to win again back-to-back years. So we might see uh, Purdue coming back a little bit to the pack this football season here. Last year was the first time in five years that they went over their season win total here. But look at him uh, – Brom, in the last, from game 11 on out in his career, he's never lost a football game. He builds the program up, slow to start, and he gets the job done in the end. So a lot to like about Purdue, but I wouldn't be surprised if they stubbed their toe just a little bit this year. Win total's five. It's wow. just such a hard conference, That's right? The thing. You know, win total's five, but are they a six-win team, Mark? Can they get to six? they got to rebuild that defense, and it could be a problem. I would say yes, they are a six-win team. I just don't think they're going to uh, they're going to uh, win seven games like they did last year. Six wins gets them bowling here, but this is a tough, tough conference, and they've got a pretty tough schedule here. Uh, you take a look at what they're going out against uh, from from Ohio State through Wisconsin, five games in a row, uh, all pretty tough, salty opponents here. So. Uh, I think they can win that sixth game to go bowling here, but I'm not going to bet on them. I just wouldn't be surprised if they don't. All right, let's talk about Rutgers. Rutgers, yeah! Rutgers, seven returning. You're fired up. Kept fired up. They, they made Scarlet some, Knights. They made us some money. They're, t- they're going to be uh, a good bet this year. I like Rutgers. Yeah, I don't know why I have a soft spot in my heart for, for these guys. I do, like, too. They're just, you know, they <laughs> battle. Like, they showed some heart down the stretch, actually, last year, Mark. Because remember, what was it? I mean, you're the, you're the database king. It was, there was a run there. They lost like 17 or 18 Big Ten games in a row by like an average of 20 points or something. They got tattooed when they came in here. Are you seeing the signs of improvement, Mark? Because i got to tell you, I am, and I can't believe this. As Mark writes, they, this is, they have their ninth new offensive coordinator in nine years. <laughs> like, Good luck, John. You're telling me. You, like, who's hiring this guy? Like, who's like, you're telling me in the last nine years they didn't like the guy once enough to say, all right, you can stay another year? Like, not one guy. But, hey, it looks like uh, McNutty, uh, he comes in here. McNulty comes in with a little bit of a resume at least, right? He's coached Marcus Mariota, James Winston, Carson Palmer. 
Yeah, he's he's been with some good players, high tech players, and he's got the job done. So maybe that can ignite this offense a little bit here. Uh, we certainly hope it can. Uh, they became the first team in FBS history with a 3,000-yard passer and 2,000-yard rushers way back in 2007. That's going way back in history here. But I don't like the fact that they get pushed all around the playing field here. The last 24 games under Chris Ash, they've outyarded three opponents. Who were those three opponents that they beat in the stats? Kansas, Morgan State, and Norfolk State. Oh, God. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's some dregs, as you say, Mark. Some real dregs. Oh, that's bad. Talk about vagabonds. Yeah, vagabond, Morgan State, vagabonds. <laughs> All right, so. Wisconsin, our, we got Wisconsin left. Yeah, we timed this perfectly because yeah. we've got about three minutes. Yeah. So a Rutgers win total, four. Uh, takes a lot of cojones to go anywhere and say, give me the over on Rutgers, right? <laughs> Now, especially if Purdue's win totals five, Rutgers is four, and put a gun to my head, I'll I'll cry Purdue before I'll cry Rutgers. All right, let's uh, let's go to the cheese uh, state right now, the Wisconsin Badgers. Very simply, you know, the Badgers are. Uh, I mean, t- talk to us about the Badgers, Mark. Just a rock solid, consistent uh, program on an annual basis. If Ohio State's not the team to beat, the Badgers are this year. They have more career starts on their offensive line than any team in the nation this year. 150 career starts. All five starters are back on that offensive line. Three of them could have gone to the NFL and left early last year and would have been first or second round picks. But they all stuck around here to come back for the senior season here for this football program here. A lot to like about this Wisconsin Badger football team here. If you take a look at the the key stat is they don't play Ohio State this year. Yeah. Wisconsin Wisconsin in games when they don't play Ohio State. We talked about it earlier. Forty four and six. Whew, that's tough numbers here. You gotta like the Badgers and uh, Badgers. I see the Badgers and Ohio State playing again for the big. 10 championship this football season here and if whiskey does anything but not win their division it would be stunning michigan has yeah, to yeah, beat them exactly they ha- they have to beat them wisconsin always seems to have an easy schedule too same crap they're the second favorite four to one uh, to win the division who are they opening up their season with who's that the badgers yeah yeah let me get this uh badgers, you're doing what badgers. you're doing what i'm doing i'm going through the book now they're uh, the, western the kentucky Oh, the Hilltoppers. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's a, what I'm saying. That's a joke. That's a oh, joke. yeah, and then they're hosting, they're hosting uh, Sheriff Lobo. What, New Mexico? Yeah. yeah. That's another pretty. Come on. That's out of the country. Oh, yeah, and then they host BYU. <laughs> oh, jeez. And then they cry when they when the when the the, re- the ratings, they don't like it, right? <laughs> oh, we don't get respect. Like, well, uh, you're playing patsies. Mark Lawrence, uh, playbook.com. He's also one of the covers experts. Mark has a free pickup, uh, and uh, it's actually my picture in uh, DraftKings tonight. Minnesota Twins to beat the Chicago White Sox. Gibson, 7-0 career, uh, career starts at Comiskey. 6-1 last seven uh, starts during the month of June. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Thanks, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions.
college football talk with Mark Lawrence. Enjoy talking Big Ten Conference uh, football with him. Our boy Sonny Vega checks in. Says, I've broken more TVs in the house uh, than working, I swear. It's to the point where I'm too embarrassed uh, from the neighbors to actually put it on a curb. <laughs> I considered throwing my TV off the no, balcony. But, but it's part of the unit and stuff. Then you just got to put, then you got to pay more money. No, the thing is, the, the TV's on the fritz anyways, right? Oh, yeah. So I was like, whatever, yeah. man. The TV's done anyways. And I was actually like, I was about to do it. And then I realized, I'm like, man, I'm going to throw it into my courtyard. Yeah. It's going to explode. There's going to go glass everywhere. They're going to freak out that someone just threw a TV off their balcony. Yep. And then I realized, I'm like, if I throw this off, I'm going to have to go down there and clean it up. That's true. <laughs> I can't just throw the TV off and like, oh, I close my balcony door. That's a great point. You're, <laughs> you're thinking about your rage and actually the consequences of it because, yeah. Say, like there's some you places know, you can yeah, just yeah, heave yeah. in and it's no, like here, whatever, like into a parking no, lot or there's something. There's people who walk in that courtyard. Dogs yeah, do it for walks in the courtyard. with their dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no. You're good, good point. I'm glad you thought about it. It's like, that, it's like that guy that lives across the street from me. Some kid uh, jumped off uh, He jumped off the balcony. He unfortunately decided to end things. And, um, you know, he could have hit someone. That's the thing. Yeah, you never think about that. Like, if you're going to do it, like, you know. Do it off a bridge. It's like those kids in the <laughs> states. Did you see that? Story? Well, okay, did you well, see that I'm saying, man, yeah. he did it, and it was, it was right outside the studio. I went outside the studio, and the sidewalk was closed. And I'm like, holy crap! And I look up, I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, you, oh yeah. And then I realized, I'm like, man, kid, you could have smoked somebody walking by, and then you're gonna take somebody else out. There's a bunch of kids for a joke. I think it was Pennsylvania or Ohio. I forget. They were throwing sandbags off a bridge. Oh yeah. And it went through the stuff, guy's car. That stuff happens all the time. Oh yeah, it's man. just ridiculous. But people die, and the guy you get probation because they well, were let's, kids. Let's bring in uh, Lou right yeah, now. Lou. Let's Lou. bring in Lou, who's not throwing sandbags no. off of bridges. Lou. Lou wins. Lou. I could tell you if I gotta keep listening to this conversation, I might jump myself off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sounds just kidding, of course. How are you guys doing this week? Settle down, Lou. <laughs> a little white light in the wallet. Uh, light in the wallet, Lou. Yeah, like, you know, I know most like uh, drive-home shows are very cheery and they've got like horns and stuff. We're talking Wait, about like, yeah, yeah, hey, kids, hey, everybody, don't jump off your balcony, jump off your bridge because I don't want to yeah, get hit geez. by you. Holy smokes! I I could tell you this the one thing i was thinking while you were talking about the tv at least was if i put a tv that didn't work out in front of my house uh at eight at night at seven in the morning it would be gone oh yeah oh, no, 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 you know what i do i left out like literally like lou a, ca a couch like a loser couch the guy i see the guy he picks it up i leave out a barbecue the thing hasn't been lit in three years guys going through it for parts and scrap like there's these guys they do they that's their game the bottle game the scrap game you you leave something out i live with guys like this yeah. listen i'm not when i was in a band i lived in this place that's what one of my uh, roommates used to do he was a scavenger hunter yeah but not like uh he was very smart like he wasn't uh he wasn't going through garbage dumps and stuff he knew to get copper like coils from air no, conditioning he, units he'd, and stuff. he'd make a day of it and he'd go for a drive <laughs> he'd go for a drive into the richest neighborhoods yep. in the city smart. yeah the Beverly most like Hills, the, sure. yeah no really like he'd go and basically in montreal there's this where all the politicians yep. live and it's like multi-millionaires throwing out great stuff dude he would come back all the time look at this new couch he's like you know it's like a, same thing people would throw tvs out that would still work and like rich people dispose of a lot of things great point 
I'm gonna. I'll tell a quick story. It's actually pretty funny. It's less depressing, Lou. You'll like this one, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, I'm not. I won't say the name here. But okay. uh, there was an unnamed, uh, unnamed hockey player. Yep. Who uh, basically banged his uh, wife's sister? Oh yeah, yeah. And um, the wife threw everything he had onto the the street, and word got out. People were like, "Man, there's Vezina trophies on the sidewalk <laughs> down there." <laughs> like, like seriously, like they were like serious stuff, like trophies and. So he was a goaltender. And real, real stuff. So it's a gold. So he's a goaltender. There was real, real stuff like out there. He's And word got out in the city. People were like, "Man, yeah, yeah." Like there's, yeah, all, all, all of his stuff's out on the street, man. Like people were ruthless. Yeah, they'll take people anything. like crap in like big screen TVs and luxury sound like equipment and stuff like that. And she's out there on the lawn. Help yourself. Yep, take it. Help yourself. <laughs> It's a cold world. It is a cold world. It's a cold world. I told you when copper was worth a lot of money, people were breaking into air conditioning units and stealing copper. It was a, it's a big thing, even in my unit. Oh, it's a, it's just a huge thing. I have buildings down here that are old, beat up, huge monsters, and all they got is the power that's running in them. And these vagrants will go in there and strip the, car, the copper out of there and, and try and take it and salvage the stuff. It's it's a tragedy. Yeah, that's what, uh, like all the abandoned warehouses in Detroit and Ohio and everything, they've all been stripped clean, too. Mm -hmm. People like, you know, whatever, man. It's this is, you know, there's 18 million, 18.5 million Americans living in poverty. So, you know, scrap metal to someone else is, uh, that's dinner, that's Taco Bell for them. (laughs) All right, let's get more. I thought we were We went happy, we go down. Yeah, we're like (laughs) cokeheads here. Oh, I love you. I hate you. Lou said keep it happy. Yeah. All right, Lou, so I don't know if this is keeping it happy or not, but let's talk about uh, the College Baseball World Series. I don't know it's happy because you love this stuff. Um, so last night, the wheels fell off uh, for uh, for Oregon State. Arkansas gets the win right now. And, uh, lo- you know, look, looking at the number here for tonight, looking at the number for tonight, I see the Beavers. Beavers are favored again. Minus 170, Lou, but you talked about the dynamics of Omaha and pitching in Omaha and the wind in Omaha, and the Beavers' top two starters are winless in five starts in Omaha this year after posting a 26-2 and record in 34 starts before the College World Series. Looks like the Beavers' staff uh, is under the gun a little bit uh, here, Lou. Well, we've we've talked about Omaha's deep tradition. This goes back decades of ace pitchers, Roger Clemens, Pryor, uh, Dave Winfield when he pitched for Minnesota when I was a kid. All these big, huge studs would roll into Omaha for the College World Series and sit up on themselves. That's what's happened with uh, Oregon State up until now. But I think up until now, uh, it's been one thing. But starting tonight, it's going to be another. Lou, look at the total in that game. We're seeing an 11 right there. Arkansas getting 145. Uh, what do you think? You talk about the dimensions of the stadium. What do you think about that total sitting at 11? Well, the stadium's going to play a little more true tonight because the wind's blowing in on uh, the on the batters like it usually does. But it's only about five or six miles an hour. So... 
I, uh, under all circumstances, that makes that part relatively fair. To me, uh, because game one was four to one final, I think that total's been shaded a little too low. I think there's going to be runs tonight. I think there's going to be a lot of Oregon State runs tonight. Uh, Bryce Femmel on the hill tonight for the Beavers. The junior right-handers, 10 and one, with a 3.16 earned run average uh, this uh, this year. Uh, Razorbacks are going to counter with Casey Murphy, eight and five, three point one five earned run average in his last uh, 16, uh, 16 starts. They decided to go with their guy uh, last night in night, and uh, and they got it done in game one. Arkansas is feeling pretty comfortable though coming into tonight. Uh, Lou uh, Van Horn, and I love that the manager's name is Dave Van Horn because that's the uh, the longtime announcer at the Montreal Expos, and now the Marlins. I know that's crazy. Yeah, yeah so. Van Horn's like we're comfortable. There's you know, the pressure's been taken off a little bit that we won the first game. You know, I respect your opinion a lot, Lou, but I was really thinking about pulling the trigger with the Hogs tonight. Yeah, they want to make it easy for you too, and and I can tell you that Arkansas had to win that game with Knight last night because if they didn't, they were done. And yeah. now the series now the series starts, and what we're going to see is a is a very potent and solid Arkansas offense with a solid Arkansas defense have to go out there with now only mediocre pitching. And they're going to face a team that's deeper in pitching than them in Oregon State. I think Semmel shows up tonight to help his team. I think Oregon State is the deeper, more talented team, and their depth has gotten them this far. Uh, They've had to play through the uh, loser's bracket. Now, Van Horn used to coach Nebraska baseball, and the Arkansas Razorback fans are in attendance in Omaha to the tune of 80%. To me, this is painted perfectly for everybody to think that it's Arkansas time, and I beg to differ. It's, or, it's Oregon State time, especially tonight. Yeah, you're right. I'm just, a, I'm just a lemon. It's hard to lay. 175, It's like our too. boy Frankie once told me. You, you said it. You, guys are, you guys are just lemons. We are lemons. <laughs> like we're looking at Arkansas <laughs> plus 145, and I'm thinking squeeze the lemon, loose. Squeeze, because me and Gabe are lemons. <laughs> no, no, I, uh, I, I think this is a good spot. Listen, Oregon State, with arguably the same quality pitcher yesterday, was, you know, um, a minus 180, minus 190. Uh, and had the game gone uh, on Monday, they were minus 240. So I think you're getting a good team. They haven't played their best baseball in Omaha, but I don't think they're done. I think this thing's going to three, and if you don't want to lay the 175, you know, make an open two-team parlay and take Oregon State tonight, double back with them tomorrow when they're going to be another 150-160 favorite, and that two-team parlay will pay you 150-160-170. You know what another thing? Lou say the yep. Beavers are going to win the, the championship. Games. Yeah. You know what another thing? Lemons don't have patience. Lou's Lou's willing to wait, Gabe, to get paid. That's the thing. Yeah. Lou. Well, I don't like laying one. I don't like laying one sixty or one seventy. And so, rather than do that, I'll try and find a way that when I win, I win more than a unit, and when I lose, I only use lose one unit. Yeah. yeah. You know how? You know I. What else we have in common, with Lemons? 
we're bitter. Bitter? Yeah, it's a good point, Gabe. We are very sour and bitter. Yeah, what did I, I tell you? What could what did I say? What happened? Houston just hit a walk-off home run the minute I told you. I go, they're gonna win the game. <laughs> Boom. See? Oh, they yeah. oh yeah, I told you. The Jays were winning. They're huge dogs. Yeah, of course they just walk off home run. The lemons never stop squeezing. We're getting squeezed again. Okay, so uh, Lou, we got a couple uh, minutes yeah. left here. Um, what about the fight? Are you guys betting on this Bama fight night London stuff? The, no. Uh, no, no. Okay, I was just gonna ask. <laughs> anyway, continue, yeah, we will. Thank you, Gabe. Thank yes, you, uh, Gabe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but we will just uh, sort of kick the tires and take a quick look ahead right now. Set the UFC stage. So no no card this week, but we got a double header coming up in two weeks, guys. Uh, UFC Ultimate Fighter finale. Um, which, you know, I'm not going to lie and tell you that uh, I watched. So, um, you know, but uh, UFC 226 on July the 7th, Daniel Cormier and uh, Stipe are throwing it down. I'm actually surprised to see the number a little bit like this, Lou. Cormier's not getting a lot of respect here. Plus 225? And, you know, I think people, I don't know, is it the casual fan thinks that Cormier's old or I guess he's smaller, but... Because his casual fan aware that the only reason that Cormier fought at light heavyweight is because he didn't want to fight against Cain Velasquez. Cormier's a shorter dude, but he's actually a heavyweight. So this is boxing uh, versus wrestling, though. What, what do you make of this? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I, I will respectfully disagree. First of all, Stipe opens minus 170, and really John Q. Public hasn't stepped up to the window on this one yet. I think the money flow towards Stipe is reflective of people that know what they're doing. I like Stipe's size. He's a natural heavyweight. And while Cormier was a heavyweight, and he did throw guys around in the heavyweight division like Luke Barnett, Let's let's remember that six or seven years ago, Cormier is forty years old and coming off, uh, a, a, you know, a couple of wins, but a, a, his last beat was a beatdown by Bones Jones, and and I think uh, Miocic is a big, strong guy that's in a bad position for Cormier right now. Uh, I I think Cormier's lack of size and his age. And the fact that he's going to carry extra weight, while many think that's going to aid him, I think after the second round, it's going to tax him. And I think I, I like Stipe here. I can't disagree with the assessment uh, that Lou just gave us. Yeah. If I'm a judge, I'll yeah. say sustained. <laughs> <laughs> sustained. Hey, Lou, what about uh, Holloway and Ortega right that's now? Good, Holloway, that, That's going to be a sick fight. Max man. Holloway laying 145, Ortega getting plus 135. Marenzi says, is this going to be the best fight on the card, and who do you like? Yeah, I think it's going to be a sensational fight because this isn't an old fighter against a new fighter or new style against no, traditional two young style. Guys. This is it's rare. You're right, is, two young guys exactly. against each other. Two young razor blades with their own well-roundedness each with their own small area of improvement, meaning and two that they, nice they're, guys they're too. lacking. Two, two nice guys, guys, too. That you don't two, need to, like, they don't have to fighters. get stupid, and they don't have to get stupid. No shenanigans, just fight. Yeah, it won't be stupid stuff being said, and people will still be excited about the fight. And they're different style of fighters as well, Lou. I have really strong feelings on this fight, but I want to wait until next week until we talk about them. But I, I've really been working this fight hard. Anthony Pettis, Michael Chiesa comes back. So this fight was the one that was supposed to happen before Conor McGregor. Oh, yeah, the bus incident. Yes, yes. 
which uh, poor Rose says she's uh, going to see um, a psychiatrist. Yeah, due really? to the, due to the incident. Yeah, you'd be rattled too. Yeah, just sue him instead of the psychiatrist. Yeah. Connor should be paying for all of that. Um, I think the I think uh, the visit to the doctor is the underlying proof that this lawsuit yeah. needs in order to rate Connor at its greatest potential. Great point, Lou. Point. You got to go see the doc. Get the doctor's note first, then pursue with the lawsuit. That's that's the way to do it. Yeah, because they, you can actually state. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I was. Yeah, I saw. Well, if you're if you're interested in maxing the guy, and the the guy's got plenty of money, so if you're going to be a businessman about it, be a businessman. Or in Lou. this case, businesswoman. <laughs> yes, yes, Lou. La- Lou, Gamble. Love you, Lou. Thanks, Lou. Thanks, guys. Lou from Gamblue.com. Game time decisions. Beavers twice. Red Heat and Rage. Yeah, I want to take the Hawk. Yeah. I think we should listen to Lou. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. The strangeness. Yesterday we talked about the body that was found in Janoris Jenkins' uh, basement. Jenkins was out of state at the time, so uh, clearly not a suspect of anything. Was it his buddy's house? Well, well you he's, never he, know. Bu- he bought his, that, the house from his buddy, correct? I thought that's what... Uh, and the body came with the place? Yeah, the body came with the place, apparently. Here's another bizarre story. Cobb County Police announced that a body had been found on Tuesday afternoon inside a freezer at SunTrust Park, home of the Atlanta Braves. The body was that of an outside contractor. A co-worker of the deceased made the discovery. When asked if foul play was suspected, there's still an active investigation, unable to speculate. I'm going to tell you something. So I don't know exactly what's happening. We don't know all the facts, but I will tell you this. Someone push him, like, lock that's him what, and leave that's, him in there? This is kind of where I'm going, Gabe. I worked in a lot of kitchens in my life, more like 20 restaurants. There was a time there, I remember overnight, a guy, there was, like, they were partying and getting drunk. They locked the, one of the cooks in the, in the freezer. Like, you know, he went out and partied and stuff like that, and it got eventually found his way out. But there have been cases where sometimes you can't, break your way out of like those walk-in freezers they the way they've closed they lock yeah, but and why, then, i don't understand why they don't make these doors where you can get outside that's what i'm there's saying there's got to be an emergency they're, way they're, out they're, like, they're, oh shit we're locked in we're gonna die no but people have that that's the craziest thing like i don't know because of what kind of ventilation you need with product or whatever but this is a strange story how the very, hell does a guy end up in a freezer inside of a baseball stadium in the middle of the afternoon and, he, and no one's around to know yeah. that he's there and he's a contractor like he's how not, long was he there for he's not a food guy either he's not walking in with the you know the dogs or the burgers or whatever into the walk-in with the stock right they said he was a contractor which is totally totally different man that, you're right that's a weird weird story man I don't know what to tell you. I watch a lot of murder mysteries and stuff, but that's just, that's off the charts. All these things come in freeze, too. Yeah, they do. So there was Jenkins, now the Braves. What's so, next? When's the next corpse going to turn up? Maybe it's Skydome. 
Uh, I, I guess we shouldn't be laughing. I, I, I'm just trying to trying to lighten the mood. <laughs> you gotta love you gotta love our style. A huh? couple of bad beats. We're trying to lighten the mood about somebody else dying. Which uh, which, which stadium was someone else? We're get a good, big laugh out of this one. Yeah, we're not. Uh, our condolences to the family of the poor guy in the. Yeah, we're no, not, no, we're not making light. Of this. No, no, we're, we're not, not making light of that this, situation. Yeah. We're just cracking jokes about other stuff. Got to have it. Yeah, yeah, you got to have a sense of humor. Exactly. About these no, things. no, no. It's not. Yeah, it's nothing to do with that. We're just trying to keep loose. Like it's been one of those days, you know. But I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I don't know. You, you brought up a. No, you bring up a great point about the walk-in because sometimes when you have a bar with the beer lines, that the walk-in goes to that other kind of location where they. Because remember. The kegs have to stay ultra refrigerated and cold with those lines and the and the oxygen. You, you know what I mean? The dials for the beers. Usually they're attached to when yeah, I work like, in kitchens. Is this? Like a, a Friday the Thirteenth horror movie yeah. where you get locked in. That's there's a I'm big saying. bar that like, comes down. There's got to be like you talk about like, it. How can you can't hatch. pop your way yeah, out? Like it's yeah, it's weird, man. I, a lot of those doors once they're they're really really cold they stick. They should have um, they should have alarms in there. Uh, oh, a pa- panic room, panic room. Ding, like ding. a fire alarm. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like I am locked in the walk-in. Or like an but, elevator phone. Yeah. Great stuff. <clears throat> got It's got to be a special type of phone, though, to work in those temperatures. Son of a bitch. You know what? I came up with a brilliant idea the other day. Yeah, I gave it away on the radio. <laughs> no, there was another one the other day. It was actually really, really smart. I was like, holy shit, if I had money, I really could. Like, this actually is a smart thing I just thought of, but I bet on too much soccer, and I forgot. I really like your idea about the phone, but it's got to be encapsulated. Yeah, basically, you're right. Just bring a, bring a, a nice cover on it and stuff like that with it so you can get through because you can't let the, 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 the cold air get to uh, the phone. You die. Yeah. Why, is, yeah. This a, is this a poll question now? No, I want to find out some statistics on oh, this. How many people die in walk-in freezers? Yes. Okay. Yes. I think, I think it's going to be more than what you think. Like, you're probably going to think maybe, like, a one or two, and it's going to be more than that. This is unbelievable. A woman died in Atlanta recently getting trapped in a hotel freezer. What the hell's going on in Atlanta? A hotel freezer? In the back. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah you said it. Like, this is Chicago nuts. freezer death and accident corner rules. 19-year-old woman dies in hotel freezer. Hotels. Are they in the hotel freezers? Walk-ins. Westin Peachtree Plaza. That sounds like an expensive hotel, too. The, the Westin Peach Trees are good. They're expensive. I go to the Peachtree in uh, the Falls by uh, for gambling. They're, they're not cheap. Those hotels are good. $250, like They're expensive. That's not your Scottish Inn, like the $39.95 uh, or rent-by-the-hour type of room that Hanger <laughs> went to. Similar situation. Like, uh, I'm seeing here a lot of people die in fridges. So like kids, kids yes, and yes, stuff. Yes. Like, but the the magnets on the fridge, like they they really lock in and stuff, huh? Yep, big time. Think about it. Well, if you got to if you have to keep all those products, absolutely, like there can't be any air contamination that gets to them and things like that. So you have to re- be really really careful. But I'm with you. I think most of the time they would have escape. This is interesting. And, but what? I, I, I'm, Why I'm can't gonna... a freezer door be open from the inside? I understand the manufacturers are required to make some kind of latch that will allow it to be opened. But most people don't know where that latch is. So is there a little latch? 
Yeah, there's got to be. Well, when you open up the lock-in freezer, remember the old fridges that they, they go down with, like, basically, like, it's a handle? In, from inside, that is not the same thing that you use to get out. Could be a little, a little switch, something a lot smaller. Like, you understand, it's not just staring you in the face saying, ah, here's the handle, like, you know what I mean, to get back and to push out. It's different than the one going in, Gabe. That's the, that's the crazy thing. Wow, man, you, we're really getting to the bottom of things here. <laughs> like this. How to avoid getting locked into a freezer. Please tell me. <laughs> yeah, you want to know? No, I do. Badly. All right. Uh, this is a good idea. Make sure to invest in a safety release latch. Good point. Yeah, so in other so words... So these other cheap ones were cheaply made. They didn't have a safety release latch? Well, in other words, uh, I'll be suing the hell out of the Atlanta Braves in the stadium. It's 2018. Exactly. How does a Major League Baseball stadium freezer not have a safety latch? Great point. There's a lot of attorneys, too, down, down yonder way. Yeah, Michael Avenatti. <laughs> Useful tips. Test all latches and push knobs without, every, without a fail. No, here's a good idea. When you go in, like, you got to put something that, like a barrier. I don't know, man. I think this guy was probably pushed in, like an episode of the Twilight Zone. His coworkers yeah. didn't like him. Kept taking people's lunches or something. It's weird that you bring up the Twilight Zone. I actually watched it last night. It's a good show. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was fantastic. This guy went back in time and tried to rip off a guy to buy land. It turned out it all was swamp land. And he made a deal with the devil, who actually was Julie Newmar, the original Catwoman. Yeah, yeah it was a great, great episode. It actually had me, like, I watched the Twilight Zone and go, wow. Because that green... like every episode's the same to Twilight Zone. Kind of, yeah. That, that, that green I print, saw one yeah. with Burgess Meredith the other day. Oh, the Penguin. Yeah, yeah and yeah. He, was, uh, he was the devil. Interesting, interesting. He yeah. was the devil. You're right. There's a lot of devils on the Twilight Zone. They make a deal it with the, the devil, they lose yeah, their yeah. soul. That's what happened with the guy. He was a real prick. And then know what the word was? He laughed at this guy because he was a janitor. He's like, you're never amount to anything, whatever. And then he became the janitor after making a bad deal with the devil. Yeah, you're right. A lot of Twilight Zones are very, very similar. Great show, though. I enjoyed it. <laughs> really make you think. Yeah, they, they do make you think. But you're, I, I'm, I'm absolutely baffled. Uh, with I'm this getting angry here. Stuff. I'm getting angry. Yep. It's like you know, we don't have like a team of researchers. No, here actually, like we that, don't. You know? It's me and you. And I'm uh, trying to figure out how many people will die a year in a walk-in freezer. How many? I'm seeing like certain ones. How many people? Uh, I'm gonna say. Let's say what in North America or globally hundreds. or globally. Where, where do you want to put it? Do you want to do uh, North America or in the world? Because if it's uh, in the world, I think it's pretty pretty high. A lot higher than you think. All right, here we go. What temperature does it be to freeze to death? Refrigerator death. <laughs> Number of deaths linked to freezing. Holy jeez. What if I accidentally ended up locked in a walk-in freezer? Yes, yes. <laughs> wow, man. I got to tell you, after this conversation, I'm never going anywhere near a walk-in freezer. No, no. Uh, yeah, no. You're, you're telling me. And I used to, like, hang out in them. When I worked at, like, the Keg Steakhouse, I was, like, making Billy Minor pies and desserts in the walk-in freezer. God, man. Like, now, now you're right. You got me absolutely scared now. I'm, I'm afraid to even get close to anything big. And I got, at my house, I got a great storage unit. I got one of those old-school freezers. Uh, better, better stay away, Gabe. Better stay away. It's pretty big. You can fit people in it. All right, so uh, we we uh, we promised you that we would rank um, 
we would rank uh, stadium cleanliness here. Uh, do you want to hear? Yeah, I do. I do want to hear. All right. Uh, wow, Seattle is the safe, the cleanest yeah, stadium. Yeah, I know what. I actually would have guessed is that that would have been the safe. Can I guess uh, probably the worst? Yeah, let's just start at the bottom. Okay, I'm going to bet the worst. I'm going to say uh, Wrigley's up there. Holy crap. The worst stadium Wrigley? in the league is the worst stadium in the league to go to a game in. Tampa Bay. 241 violations in one year. Wow. Critical violations, 105. <laughs> With a staggering 105 critical violations in 2017, Tropicana Field brings up the rear. Two food entities, the catering kitchen and the stand outside section 303. Mm. So this is why we're gonna. This is why we're gonna help people with this. I've read these studies, so like now you don't. Dude, I used to go to Dodger games and I used to enjoy the nachos until I read one of these things, and they were like, yeah, yeah, rat feces found around nacho stands. I was like, oh god. I was like, no. So Tampa Bay is okay, number Tampa one. Okay, Tampa Bay, staggering 105 critical violations. Tropicana Field brings up the rear in the Major League Baseball rankings. I said Wrigley because it's old. Violations range from the observed presence of live insects to black mold accumulating inside an ice pit. An employee was observed handling hot dogs and cash without washing hands. Black mold. An ESPN report from several years ago found that every inspected stand at Tropicana at least one critical violation. <laughs> so basically every stand in the place is contaminated. Oh, yeah, this one doesn't surprise me. Oakland. I was going to put Oakland probably around four. Yeah. And I had them in, the like, the four, like four o- hole. Like Oakland? Oakland's like a, their old, dirty stadium, man. Like, are, you, are you feeling comfortable eating, like, the, you know, a burger from Oakland Stadium? I'll eat anything, but you're That's right. That's true. I'm it's, asking the wrong person. Yeah, you are, you are, but I understand exactly where you're going. 131 violations in Oakland Alameda County Stadium, home of the A's and Raiders. Critical violation 63. 49 different concession stands. Nearly every stand had at least one violation. <laughs> hey, I got an idea. Marcy. One stand had 60% violations. I got an idea. Signs of uh, rats, vermin, yep. unsafe temperatures. Nobody washed their hands. A common violation for facilities not equipped with sanitation measurement. What about John Tapper? Stadium rescue. Well, this one. He does bar rescue. This one interesting. Fenway, Fenway. Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore, Camden Yards. Twenty-six worse. Two hundred and sixty-four violations. Oakland, Baltimore, Tampa Bay. Uh Baltimore, uh rampant rodent infestation. Oh, no hot water in the stadium. No hot water. No, so they can't wash things because there's no hot water. Oh my god. <laughs> You need hot water with the soap. The yeah, you're right to get the bacteria out of there. Yeah, wow. so Baltimore's got a thing. problem. You can't clean things with cold water. Why do you think dishwashers run like hot? These, these stadiums look so nice from the outside, but oh, they're 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 traps. And as I stated, a stadium that looks beautiful from the outside that I used to go to, Dodger Stadium, 247 violations, 60 critical violations, almost 250 violations. Tally Dodger Stadium, nearly one fourth more critical. Um. All right, this this one's uh yeah. See, California shady. They won't tell you what it was. Oh, uh, Gabe, I got an uh, uh a response from your buddy uh, from uh, Jordan, friend of the program. 
That round but white button on the inside of the freezer door is an emergency open button if you get locked inside. All fridges and freezers have them. Just hope they're operational. LOL. So that's the thing. <laughs> so they're there. They just, but think about it. They might not work in, Wait, in a so fridge let, and freezer. Let me oh. open this fridge door here. So you're telling me if I, for some reason, get really drunk and get stuck in my fridge. That one on the left by the, what, this by the cooling. Yeah. Well, that's the light. Nah, there's nothing here. I think he's talking about profe- he's, talking, yeah. he's talking about professional walk-ins and freezers. He's not talking about uh, like what we got, the Frigidaire model here. Like you, he, you wouldn't be able to. Fit oh no! I, honestly, I imagine he try to kill me. Just smash. <laughs> no, it'd be like an episode of Twilight Zone. You'd rock it over and fall down, and it would crush you. That's right. Oh, no. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Is All it right, operational? So- all right, so the gist of this is, the gist of it is, all right, here's Yankee Stadium checking in at number 21. While they led the league, Yankee Stadium, with critical violations. Fly infestation. Ooh, that's not good. Ugh. Inspectors handed out citations over a dozen food entities around Yankee Stadium. Once again, New York City won't give you detailed observations. Yeah, what well, you guys in L.A. and New York, you're not making us feel better, but no. you're just hiding stuff. Right? Like, uh, let's see where City checks in, like, compared to Yankee. Like, the baseball team's better. Like, if I was the Mets, I'd sell so we, this. We pride ourselves on cleanliness. I'd sell this. I'd yeah. say the Yankees are better, but we don't have rats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, the Yankees might be better, but you won't get violently yeah, ill yeah, yeah. eating from our concession stand. Our nachos are clean. City checks in at uh, 16th. Right in the middle of the pack. Yeah, where, where's Rogers? I actually think Rogers Stadium I, I think is generally be, pretty no, clean. I'm not going to say top five. I have it in the, like, I think it'll be five or six. Seattle number one makes sense. Uh, I see that SunTrust Park checks in at number 13. Well, you got an extra. <laughs> Where does dead bodies in your freezer count as violations? You're right. They're ranking. You guys just went up the rankings. Yeah, they right? went from 13 to yeah, 29. You just, yeah, you. <laughs> That is not a serious violation. Health inspector. Dead body in freezer. Not going to there. Goons. Health inspector. Health inspector. Goons. Yeah, Marlins Park. Get your crap together here, uh, Jeter. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what's the list of the top? I'm looking. Roger Center checks in at number seven. I was going to say five, but uh, seven, not bad. Not bad. You know what? No, uh, no vermin issues at the Rogers Center, no? which is nice. No, that's good. Their biggest issues is uh, food temperatures. Yeah, the beers are too warm and too expensive. <laughs> Get it together. Well, the Blue Jays actually do well with the inspections. St. Louis, Bush Stadium. Clean? Yeah. They care about their beers in the East. Wow, St. Louis has the lowest food violations. I like that. St. Louis's violations is they don't have hot water in their bathrooms in the stadium. Chase, top five cleanest. Chase Field, Coors, Minute Maid, Fenway, number two. Wow. Safeco, number one. No way Fenway's number That's two. That's shocking. Place smells like piss. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time. You hear me? 
sale. That means huge savings for you. Get pre-finished hardwood and bamboo up to 36% off, including new styles like Mediterranean maple and bestsellers like silver stone bamboo. Take 25% off all dream home laminate and 10 to 15% off our best waterproof floors. More from just 49 cents, plus special financing and professional installation. Hurry, get to your local lumber liquidators today. What's the most important thing you can do today? How about swab to save a life? Every three minutes in the United States, a person is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia. Bone marrow transplants give patients a new lease on life, but 70% of them must rely on a stranger for one. You can help. Register with DKMS to become a donor. You'll receive a swab kit in the mail, swab your cheeks, send the samples back, and you're good to go. Take the first step. Become a hero. Register today at DKMS.org. Steiner Sports is the leading memorabilia provider for the New York Yankees, Rangers, Giants, Knicks, and the Brooklyn Nets. Featuring hundreds of items from your favorite athletes, Steiner Sports is your source for the best sports gifts. Go to SteinerSports.com box and shop our collection of memorabilia boxes, which include 10 gifts for the price of one. We've made one for each of your favorite teams. Hurry, supplies are limited, and these are some of the best deals we have ever offered. So go to SteinerSports.com box today. Philly's owner, Ruley Carpenter, been available, would he have voted for it or against it? And it turns out he would have voted for it. But because they couldn't reach him, there was no vote. If that guy wasn't fishing, or better yet, if there were cell phones in 1980, we would now have had our 35th year of nationally designated hitter. Something as simple as somebody going on a fishing trip can change the course of history in baseball. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. I want to follow up on. Uh, I want to follow up on this investigation in Atlanta and see if there's any foul play involved. Refrigeration death is death by suffocation in a refrigerator or similar appliance such as a freezer, because by design, such appliances are airtight when closed. A person trapped inside will have limited oxygen supply. They're death traps. They are. Like, I don't understand how, like, these things are made like this. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, you should be able to kick it open. Yeah. The white button that might or might not work sounds pretty concerning. I don't like it. <laughs> well, fortunately for me, I don't have a meat locker to walk into. Yeah. Not going to be a problem, but yeah. after all this, the irony is I'll probably end up dying in a meat locker. Yeah, here's here's what. Okay, and we'll get off this topic. I said the old door latch. Remember I talk about those are in walk-ins. The old door latch refrigerators were death traps for children who would sometimes hide in them during hide-and-seek games. Remember watching movies in school warning us not to hide in the refrigerators. But don't worry, people. Modern refrigerators do not present this danger. Once inside, you could push your way out. That's what it says. All right. So we're good. Robert Latal, who you hear, um, of course, uh, Black Sports yeah. Online. Comic books. Yeah. Um, Robert Latal has some information. Uh, Janoris Jenkins' brother, William Jenkins. Breakdown of the charges against Janoris Jenkins' brother, William, after he allegedly strangled and killed a family friend in Jenkins' basement. Wow. So we've gotten to the bottom of this. His brother killed someone in the basement. I'm in shock. That's nuts. 
Yeah, crazy, uh, crazy story. No way. His brother killed somebody in his basement, and the body's still there. Yeah, if you're gonna kill someone, why'd why you, why don't you not get rid of the body? Why? Yeah, why would you do it in a home of your brother who plays in the National, National Football, Football League? <laughs> Remember what I said last week? We're in the time of the year when crazy stuff will start to happen in the NFL. Yep. Yeah, you said it. That's that's about as crazy as it gets. All right. Um, the other crazy thing was that pitcher last night for Oregon State. I sort of oh, yeah. knew the story. Like, I, yeah. I, I remember the story because uh, it was around the draft. He didn't get drafted, right? Yeah. It was a story about this kid. And when he was 15, I don't even really want to talk about it, to be honest. It's just, it's, and it's one of those deals that no one really knows about it because yeah. no one wants to talk, talk about, about it. it. Yep. It's very disturbing. We'll just put it that way. It's very, very disturbing. And uh, now, I guess, Major League Baseball teams. They want no part of this guy. No, but they want to now. Really? No one to draft him but because it looks because, bad. But because now, he's got skills and it's kind of blown over. They're like, we're going to take a chance on this guy? Yeah, it's wow. being considered. Okay. Uh, be, being considered. Same thing with the Montreal Canadiens. The Canadian, what's the dude's name? There's a Russian dude. He's on the LA Kings. He attacked his wife. Oh, uh, the defenseman. Uh, Voitov, Slotov, yeah. I don't know, whatever. Wojtek Vols- yes, Volsky? Something, whatever. Yeah. Whatever his name is. No, no, hold, no I'll figure it out. That, 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 that's the guy with the injury. Yeah. I know you're, ta- I know you're talking so about. So the Canadians want to sign him. Really? Yeah. The Montreal Canadiens want to sign him, but they let they let P.K. Subban go because uh, they didn't like his attitude. Yeah, they didn't like his attitude, but he donated $10 million for a hospital. P.K. Yet, Subban yet, smiled yet, too much, they thought. Yet, yet you're going to take a guy that, like, hit, yeah. hits women. Uh, that that, 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 yeah, that makes a lot of they're sense. They're really on fire in Montreal, aren't they? <laughs> <So> <laughs> they're really... They're they're really they're really killing it up there with the Montreal Canadiens. You guys are doing a bang up you're doing a bang up job there, Bergevin. That's so dumb. Detroit Tigers fired their pitching coach for insensitive comments made towards a team employee. Yeah, Sla- Slava Voinov, Gabe. Slava Voinov, thank you. Thank you. I knew I was one of those names. Yeah, he's the guy. He's actually did uh, two two months of hard time. Like he he went to the clink. It's a strange story. Pitching coach getting fired for saying, what did he say to someone? Obviously something. Pretty bad? Pretty bad. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to know. No, actually. It's one of those. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> yeah. right, here's an interesting, uh, here's an interesting uh, study here. Fanalytics. Fanalytics from Emory University did a study. As far as uh, who are the most loyal sports fans? Most loyal sports fan in the National Football League, NFL teams. Loyal? Man, I would say Buffalo. Like me personally, and I know I'm a Bills fan, but the Bills are terrible. The Bills are an embarrassment. Like, you know, I was just going to say something that wouldn't have been cool, actually. So what's another analogy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, I'm trying to think, like, what's a good analogy like Buffalo? Like, uh, you know. Tough tough times, a little bit beat down. No, the best. Down the, on your no, luck. no, no, I'm not talking about the city. I'm talking about the organized. The best way of putting it is they're losers. You know what I mean? Like, the Buffalo Bills, let's say the NFL is a family. Yeah. What, they're the The uncle. New England Patriots are living in a nice house they're in the CEO. suburbs. The Buffalo Bills are your unemployed uncle who shows up for a while and yeah. sleeps on the couch and won't leave. Yeah, who gets uh, government assistance. Yes. 
Long, yeah, yeah. He's getting a check. Like, unless the check shows up, he's, then, he's in a lot of then trouble. Then he takes the track to the OTB, wastes all the money in the check, and then he's back on your couch again. That's yeah. That type the of The highlight local. of the night, a couple of, uh, maybe a bottle of recall off and a couple of Genesee lights. It sounds about there, yeah. Right, like, the type of guy to bring a cooler into a bar. Yeah, like to me, exactly. Like the, the bills, right? It's <laughs> even though they're it's pretty, they're pretty loyal. Like, yeah, no, no, they're not going away. Like I've been a Bills fan since 1977. Florio's a Bills fan. Like, like, Bills it fans actually, it actually angers me here to see the team that's defined as the most loyal fans because I don't really see it. The team's actually won before. Most loyal fan. <sighs> That's a tough one. I was going to say Chicago Bears. All right. Who do you think the least loyal fan is? <laughs> the least loyal fan in the NFL. Least loyal? Miami Dolphin. Rams. Oh, Rams. Yeah. You think about it because, look, no, the Rams. just moved there. Yeah, but the Rams, like, weren't selling out in St. Louis. Louis. Yeah, Went to L.A. Yeah. Dude, the stadium was empty That's all year. True. They That's got true. good at the end. They sort of, you know, they caught on. It sort of became trendy, and now this year it'll be trendy. Doesn't surprise me. The second least loyal, Chargers. Yep. Third least loyal, Jaguars. Yeah, newer team. Yeah, this isn't. What about Carolina this, then? This is, this is a pile of crap, this study. it, it Like, dude. They're saying that the 26 most loyal fans in the league are the Houston Texans. Houston Texan fans are freaking nuts. They live for the Houston Texans in that city. Like, they're, they're the Houston Texan fans are as incredibly loyal. Every game is sold out. What kind of school are you running over at Emory University anyways? The hell's going on Emory, over there? Emory. Is that where Hillary Clinton went? Who is so? Who's the who? Who are the, the, the most the, loyal of the Cowboys? That's freaking if. It's easy to be the loyal of Cowboys. You got hot cheerleaders, and you you won before. Cowboy fans are very loyal, though. I'll give them that. They are like as if Dolphin fans twenty three, as if Dolphin fans are more more loyal than the Houston Texan fans. Nobody even goes. There aren't even Dolphin fans. Chief fans are pretty loyal. Like relatives of players that play on the Dolphins aren't even Dolphin fans. Like, We're, Dolphin players aren't even Dolphin fans. That's true. Like, who's a Dolphin fan? Gary and Thorne. Gloria Esteban. <laughs> Estefan? Esteban. It's Emilio. Don't much you buddy, baby. Do that Congo. Yeah, Miami Sound Machine. What is it? Is it Emilio? Emilio, Emilio Estevez? Yeah, Emilio Estevez. Yeah, yeah. Gloria Esteban. Estefan. Estefan. Is it bad or fat? It's, it's a it's, fad, I think yeah. it's Gloria Estefan. Miami Sound Machine? Miami, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's her. What is it? Everybody do the... Don't my chicken body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. Feel the music getting you getting stronger. Don't my chicken body, baby, do that conga. Don't my chicken. I don't know don't what the chicka, hell you're saying. Don't my chicken body, baby, do that conga. That's the line. Man, she made a lot of money, man. Like, she's yeah. one of the co-owners of the team. She yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. You got, yeah. Like, Dolphins. They, 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 yeah, this, Dolphins are all right, they're, they're, they're least loyal. Yeah, yeah, like the Buffalo Bills are the 21st most loyal fans in the league. Like, Come it, on. Yeah, 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 right. So give me the top, give me the top, give me the top five. Why? This study sucks. <laughs> I apologize. I even wasted my time. They have a picture of, uh, they have a picture of Bills fans in a parking lot here. There's a bunch of cute girls. It's a lie. 
I don't think I've ever seen a cute girl in a Buffalo Bill game once in my life. <laughs> we gonna go to a game this year? Uh, <laughs> I know we're then, too. Yeah, like, we're probably too beat down to do that bus tour again. Like that was that that really that's rough. Like uh, the old uh, eight and o'clock in the morning, drinking all the time, going back and. Uh, things happen there but i think we could make our way to a game yeah i'd like to get out to a game i usually like to go to we like to go early in the year before, yeah, they before, suck. before it gets too cold no like, no before like they're like you know three and seven oh, oh yeah oh, like, before i can the pretend that the game matters <laughs> so i thought you're talking it's about like the off, we win we're one and one man yeah. you know what i mean it's positivity like, yeah 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 I, I don't go to games in december generally because i'm not going to sit outside in the cold in the snow in buffalo to watch the uh, six and ten Bills play. It's a good point. Just like you know, James Bader didn't want uh, George Costanza to stretch out his finely knit cashmere sweater with his melon-sized head. Seahawk fans, seventh most loyal. Seventh, seven. Yeah, that makes sense. The Seahawk fans, the seventh most loyal fan for the last seven years. Exactly. For the last seven years, loyal since hey, 2011. Hey, don't, don't throw me in that uh, pile. I was with those you guys. Jumped on the, you jumped on the bandwagon with, with Marshawn Lynch and Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Never even heard of Jim Zorn. I got my John L. Williams jersey, baby. Come on Steve, now. Steve Largent. Yeah, Steve Largent. Daryl Turner. Touchdown, Tommy Kane. Kurt Warner. Cortez Kennedy. You know where Tommy Kane is right now? He's in jail. Yeah, that's where I Tommy know. Kane is. I know. So it was another former Seahawk. I think one of the Blades, bro- the, the Blades brothers got into trouble, too. Benny and Brian. The Raiders, six most loyal. I'll give the Raiders. They're Raiders, very- oh, Raiders fans are crazy, but they're loyal. Where's Bear fan? I think seven. Steeler fan is four. Really? Yeah, their Steeler fans are pretty nuts. I know you don't yeah, like them. Yeah, no, I've, some, some have been nicer did, to me. Did recently. you know the Steelers in the city of Pittsburgh? They take, I know, I find these, these polls interesting. This poll sucks, but uh, I find, like, the, the better ones done interesting, like NFL city polls. And uh, Pittsburgh is the city that gets the angriest about the team losing. Yes. Like, there yeah. are, there, oh, there's, totally more, there's more arrests, there's more yeah. domestic abuse, there's more... There's more like police complaints. There's more. There's more vandalism. There's more everything. Like when Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers lose a game, the city of Pittsburgh's not a good place. Like the cops are busy. Oh, yeah. They're very busy. And I'm not saying like people are like running streets, but the frustration comes out, right? So I'm going to tell you, brothers that. might start fighting. Guys will fight in the parking sure. lot. For Domestic sure. stuff might explode. Just there's from person- that's sort of what they they judge it by. Like the city of Pittsburgh gets the angriest. It's right from 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 general experience. The two meanest fans that I met, like when I was a Se- <laughs> when I was a Seahawk fan, and I worked at the oil refinery, and the guy came in the Raiders fan, and he kneed me in the nuts. He told me, he goes, I don't watch Raiders games with anybody, but he invited me as a Seahawk fan, Raider fan, and Seahawk fan. I think when it comes, uh, sorry, Raider fan and Steeler fan are the most vile, like angry, like guys at the bar that could really like start up problems. That's what I'm thinking. I agree. I agree with that actually, from my experience. Steeler fan can. Uh, they get real bitter, man. They go nuts. Here's an interesting uh, poll. This one's from uh, NFL.com. It's the NFL pain rankings. 
Oh, deep, fan which, of the team. which team, which team's fans in the NFL have gone through the worst? Like, who's suffered the Buffalo. worst? Buffalo. Number one is Cleveland, Cleveland. Browns. I was going to put Cleveland, Buffalo. I'll say, I'll, I'll say Cleveland, Cleveland, number one. Yep. They've never been to a Super Bowl. Yep, Cleveland. I don't, you know what? They made it to the AFC Conference Championship games those years against Delaware. Against, against Denver and uh, Ernest Biner. And you had Nightmares. Both, you Nightmares. Had the, yeah, Biner with the game that's known as the Fumble. Yes. The Fumble game. And, of course, you had John Elway and the, the Drive. The Drive and the Fumble. The Drive. And then, of course, Brian Sipe against the Raiders years ago when I was a kid. I was watching that game. I think it was in 1981. It was the year that, uh, 1980, the year that, um, the Raiders beat the uh, the Eagles, Ron Jaworski and Ooh. Vermeil in New Orleans in the Super Bowl. Um, the um, the Browns were good. Sam, Sam Rattugliano was the coach. Brian Sipe. Dude, all they needed was a field goal, Cam. This is such a Cleveland thing to do. All they needed was a field goal, and they would have beaten the Raiders. They threw a pass in the end zone. It was intercepted. Picked off. One, oh, wow. Yeah. They so called it the mistake by the lake. Mistake by the lake, the fumble. The drive. Yeah. All work against Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland. of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. It's Carton and Friends! Had the Philadelphia Phillies owner, Ruley Carpenter, been available, would he have voted for it or against it? We apologize uh, for the interruption. So, as, as I was saying, the Browns, number one. I don't have a problem uh, with, uh, no, with that. That's fair. New York Jets, number two. They've had a lot of bad times. The Jets have had like this. I get it. If you're a Jet fan, unless you're old, yeah. but I have a hard time putting them number two just because they actually did win. They actually just they they did win a Super Bowl before. They did as big as big pooches too. Yeah. So yeah, Shock, I, I shocking get it. underdogs. I get it. I'm not yep. staying in New York Jets. I'm not saying the New York Jets fans haven't suffered. We'll continue the pain rankings on the other side. Where does your team rank in NFL pain rankings? DFS coming up.